In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. The purpose of this time of prayer is to consider this classic written by Saint Josemaria 80 years ago. The Way is a classic that has changed innumerable lives. In the final analysis, this little book of 999 points teaches so many people how to pray, how to turn their entire life into everything they do into prayer. And this meditation is meant to be a kind of appetizer to get a taste of the depth of these considerations. The preface of the book says it all, where the very young St. Josemaria says, read these counsels slowly. Pause to meditate on these thoughts. They are things that I whisper in your ear, confiding them as a friend, as a brother, as a father. And they are being heard by God. I won't tell you anything new. I will only stir your memory so that some thought will arise and strike you. And so you will better your life and set out along ways of prayer and of love. And in the end, you will be a more worthy soul. This short book is not a collection of theoretical considerations, but rather it is the fruit of intense spiritual direction plus the founder's own interior life. During those, de those days, <clears throat> the early 30s, St. Josemaria was giving spiritual direction to, to many, many people of all ages. And as he went about this task of being a spiritual guide, well, he would jot down on little scraps of paper insights that occurred to him during those days. He would write down what he was experiencing, things that people had commented to him, things above all that he had seen in his own life of prayer. But at a certain point, he and a couple of others assembled those scraps of paper into different chapters that ended up becoming this book, The Way. The very first point of The Way sets the tone for the entire book with its call to aim for the heights of sanctity. Point number one says, do not let your life be sterile. Be useful. Blaze a trail. Shine forth with the light of your faith and of your love. With your apostolic life, wipe out the slimy and filthy mark left by the impure sowers of hatred. 
and light up all the ways of the earth with the fire of Christ that you carry in your heart. There are numerous testimonies of people who have explained what happened to them the very first time they opened the book and came across that first point. How they were bowled over by this this panorama of the heights of sanctity. Blaze a trail. Be useful. Light up the ways of the earth with the fire of Christ that you carry in your heart. We hear those, that message and we say to the Lord, I want to take this fire that you have given me and I want to light up the, the ways of the earth. At the core of St. Maria's message is the fact that we are God's children. And throughout the book, he draws out the consequences of this reality in powerful ways. Here is a quote from a letter he received from a university student. Father, that big fellow said, that young man who was a good student at the, the Central, later the University of Madrid, I was thinking of what you told me, that I am a son of God. And I found myself walking along the street, head up, chin out, and a feeling of pride inside, a son of God. With a sure conscience, I advised him to foster that pride. Each of us has undoubtedly benefited from this point and found ourselves heading out the door on any given day, recalling this point and being filled with that very holy pride. Many of the points in the way They came about as a result of something that took place in the founder's life. And now that we know, thanks to a lot of research, now that we know what those stories are, we can appreciate all the more the impact, the power of these points. For example, point number 267 which is so filled with enthusiasm and sounds so optimistic. The point says, it is necessary to to be convinced that God is always near us. Too often we live as though our Lord were somewhere far off where the stars shine. We fail to realize that he is also by our side always, for he is a loving father. He loves each one of us more than all the mothers in the world can love their children, helping us and inspiring us, blessing and forgiving. How often we have erased the frowns from our parents' brows, telling them after some prank, I won't do it again. Maybe that same day we fall again. And our father, with feigned harshness in his voice and a serious face, reproves us while at the same time his heart is softened because he knows our weakness. Poor boy, he thinks, how hard he tries to behave well. And St. Josemaria concludes this long point, one of the longest in the book, by saying, we have to be completely convinced, realizing it to the full, that our Lord, who is close to us and in heaven, 
He is a father and very much our father. That's a very beautiful point, very uplifting. But this point is all the more remarkable when we find out what St. Josemaria was experiencing during those very days when he wrote that point. He writes in his own diary, 9th of September, 1931. I am suffering great tribulation and I feel deserted. The reasons, really the same as always. But it is something extremely personal. It does not take away my trust in my God, but it makes me suffer because I cannot see any possible human solution to my situation. Temptations of rebellion appear, and I say, Serviam, I will serve. Anyone reading this book has the right to ask, where did this young priest in his 30s acquire all this wisdom? Well, we get a glimpse of the answer when we consider the episode that led to point 470. That point reads, the means, they're the same as those of Peter and Paul, of Dominic and Francis of Ignatius and Xavier, that is, the cross and the gospel. Do they seem little to you, perhaps? Well, this episode that led to that point occurred in October 1933, when Jose Maria was all of 31 years old. He and one of his first followers visited a young student named Manolo, who was ill and who could not speak because of an inflamed throat. Manolo listened in amazement to Jose Maria's explanation of this new path in the church. And since he could not speak, he reached for a piece of paper and he wrote, and the means, and a great big question mark. Well, shortly after that visit, Jose Maria wrote in his diary, when I prayed for Manolo in the Holy Mass, my Father God showed me that I should send to Manolo our means, and I will send him a short note along with the crucifix and the Holy Gospels, and we shall see. Well, he did exactly that, and his note read, Jose Maria Escriva will be most grateful to Manolo if, as a remembrance of our conversation and of our friendship, he will accept these means, which are the only ones that will lead us to our goal, and which gave such excellent results to Peter and Paul, to Dominic and Francis, and to Ignatius and Xavier. That wisdom came from his prayer. He says it all when he says, as I prayed for Manolo, my father God showed me that I should send Manolo our means. For those who ponder points of the way on an ongoing basis, they inevitably 
discover a striking phenomenon. Those points become a part of us, so to speak, and they illuminate different life experiences. For example, if we ever find ourselves overwhelmed with events, point number 301 sheds light on what we must do. That point says, I will tell you a secret, an open secret. These world crises are crises of saints. God wants a handful of men and women of his own in every human activity. Then, Pax Christi in Regno Christi, the peace of Christ in the kingdom of Christ. Well, how many times have we come across situations where the first word that comes to our mind is crisis. This is a crisis. It could be a world crisis. It could be a crisis in our own household. But it's a crisis. And then suddenly we remember this point and we say to ourselves, well, this crisis and all crises are crises that require and that will, will be resolved by saints. Someone could ask, what does it take to become a saint? After all, the whole notion of sanctity runs throughout the entire book and throughout the entire teaching of St. Josemaria. Point number 815 offers a recipe that is easily within grasp that we can implement every single day. Do you really want to be a saint? Well, then carry out the little duty of each moment. Do what you should and throw yourself completely into what you are doing. Well, the first time we read that point, we think, well, that's obvious, that's easy, that's... Until we begin to try to actually live it, at any given moment, we ask ourselves, well, what should I be doing right now? What is God's will for me right now? And once we get into the habit of doing that and asking ourselves and being sincere with ourselves, well, then we realize there are often so many moments when we would much prefer to, to follow our own whim or something that's much easier to do. And when we finally say to ourselves, I will do what I'm supposed to do, and furthermore, I will throw myself completely into what I'm doing, and not given to distractions of any type. Well, on the one hand, we're amazed at how fruitful that activity is. And on the other hand, we realize this is, really is the stuff of sanctity because it requires self-mastery out of love for God. The way is eminently practical. St. Josemaria insisted that we have to aim for the stars, but with our feet firmly planted on the ground. Here is a tremendously practical bit of advice. Number 806. Order will bring harmony to your life and lead you to perseverance. Order will give peace to your heart and weight to your behavior. He's getting at something that is beneath the surface, 
that is of the utmost importance, especially if we ever find ourselves being overwhelmed by just the quantity of things that we are expected to accomplish. To the extent that we learn how to live this virtue, implement this virtue of order, of interior order, we will develop harmony. We will acquire that peace that God wants for us. We will acquire weight to our behavior and people will come to see us as eminently dependable, reliable. And we will then be able to persevere in whatever we're doing, as opposed to quitting after a short while because, again, we're overwhelmed. During those first years of establishing Opus Dei in the 1930s, Jose Maria was providing spiritual guidance to many young people. He became concerned when, in the mid-30s, he saw students drawn to social agitation at the expense of their studies. Things were starting to get very agitated in, in Spanish society, and he saw so many students being pulled away from their studies and spending a lot of time protesting and painting signs doing a lot of things, anything except their studies. In order to warn them of the danger of this short-sighted approach, he wrote a point in the way, number 837, which will always be pertinent. The point begins, hurrying, hurrying, working, working, feverish activity. Anxiety to be up and about marvelous material structures. Where spiritual things are concerned, broken up boxes, cheap cotton, painted cardboard, hurrying, working, and many people running here and there. He begins this point by describing what he was seeing all around him, this feverish activity that leads to activism, which is a main enemy of the spiritual life, to people running around. Well, then he explains, he gives his diagnosis. It is because in their work they think only of today. Their vision is limited to what is present. But you must see things with the eyes of eternity, keeping present what has passed and what has yet to come. And then the solution, the prescription, calmness, peace, intense life within you. Without that wild hurry, without that frenzy for change, you can work from your proper place in life. And like a powerful generator of spiritual electricity, you will give light and energy to very many without losing your own vigor and light. Well, at this moment in our own prayer, we can ask St. Josemaria for the grace to pass this wisdom on to those around us, whether they be co-workers, people in our own family, 
Because we have to come to see things with the eyes of eternity, long term. The last thing we need, the last thing our society, our church, our family needs is activism, feverish activity, running all over the place, and yet not doing serious work. And let us be convinced for ourselves and for those around us, for our friends, to the extent that we really and truly focus on our own intense interior life, we will then become like a powerful generator of spiritual electricity. We really and truly will give light and energy to very many people without losing your own vigor and light. One of the key insights that St. Josemaria passed on from the very beginning was the fact that we are called by Jesus to help him to redeem. We are called to be co-redeemers and to do so through our ordinary work, our daily work. Finding ways of turning that work into prayer and offering it with a spirit of sacrifice. Well, there's a very graphic point, number 277, where St. Josemaria copies a letter that he had received. It begins, you ask me why that wooden cross? And I quote from a letter, as I raise my eyes from the microscope, my sight comes to rest on the cross, black and empty. That cross without a corpus, that is, without the figure of the body of Jesus, simply the wooden cross. That cross without a corpus is a symbol. It has a meaning that others will not see. And I, tired out and on the point of abandoning my work, once again bring my eyes close to the lens and I continue. For that lonely cross is calling for a pair of shoulders to bear it. This is the kind of point that is so graphic that when we find ourselves at the end of the day, or maybe in halfway through the afternoon, fatigued, wanting to, to give up, well, perhaps at this point, which by then will have become a part of us, will come to mind and we will take a look at that cross we've placed on our desk on, at our workplace. And perhaps entering into the, the logic of this point, we will continue. Mary, the mother of Jesus and our mother, is present throughout the way which is only natural given St. Josemaria's profound devotion to the Blessed Mother. Furthermore, there is an entire chapter entirely, entirely devoted to Mary. And as if that were not enough, Josemaria ends each chapter with a point about Our Lady. There's a powerful point number 505 where he says, love of Our Lady is proof of a good spirit in works and in individuals. Do not trust the undertaking 
that lacks this characteristic. Well, how, how helpful it is to have that kind of litmus test. Don't trust the undertaking that lacks this love of Our Lady. If, if she's not there, there's something missing. And just a few points earlier in 492, the love of our mother will be the breath that kindles into a living flame the embers of virtue that are hidden under the ashes of your indifference. How many people who have experienced this, that perhaps for a long time they have been at a certain distance from God, and then suddenly come across Our Lady in one way or another and are shaken by that encounter and come back. That love of Mary for us, who's always there protecting us, that could be that breath that kindles into a living flame, those embers of virtue that are hidden under the ashes of our indifference. Which brings us to the final point of our meditation and the final point of the book. As you probably know, the, the final point is number 999. St. Rosaria chose that number out of his devotion to the Blessed Trinity. And he writes, And what is the secret of perseverance? Love. Fall in love and you will not leave him. That one point could keep us going for another 30 minutes if we wanted to. But that, of course, would be a lack of order, which would ruin everything. But let's face it, as we finish this time of prayer, as we look at our Lord here in the tabernacle, as we look at Our Lady, as we consider all that they have done for us and are continuing to do, living, living in our lives and we in their lives, we realize it's absolutely true. We love him, we love Jesus, we love Our Lady. We love God the Father, God the, the Holy Spirit. And for that reason, we cannot, even, we cannot imagine our lives without them, which is why we persevere in this daily effort to speak with them at times using these insights of St. Josemaria. Mary, as we finish this time of prayer, we ask you, help us to incorporate these insights, which are the product of an intense interior life, so that they become a part of our DNA, so to speak, so that we deal with all the different life situations from this and with this supernatural vision, this vision of eternity. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.